1. A Knock on the Door Early one evening in mid-December, 1991, Pilar pulled her ice-silver Lexus GS300 into the circular driveway of 10800 Lakeside Drive in the wealthy Snapper Creek section of Coral Gables, just south of Miami. The house was an expansive Mediterranean job, yellow stucco, with a red tile roof that meandered over the property for some 8,000 square feet, an oval pool, and a lake out back. It stood 50 yards in from the road and was sheltered from prying eyes and the relentless sun by live oaks and towering queen palms, whose bright orange fruits hung amid the fronds like pieces of gaudy jewelry. As she pulled to a stop underneath the porte cochere and handed her keys over to the white-jacketed attendant, she could make out the strains of classical music providing background ambiance for the gathering within. The place belonged to Jerome Berlin, a rich lawyer and banker and a nationally prominent money man for the Democratic Party, who was close to Teddy Kennedy and Senator Tom Daschle, destined to become majority leader. Tonight's affair was a fundraiser for Senator Tom Harkin of Iowa, who was making a run for the presidency. The primaries wouldn't start for a couple of months, not until February of 1992, but the first one kicked off in Harkin's home state, where he was very popular and projected to do very well, a fact that at this point in the game made him a serious contender. Among others in the race were Jerry Brown, in between his stints as governor of California, Senator Bob Carey of Nebraska, and another politician, considered a long shot right then, Governor Bill Clinton of Arkansas. She had shown up for the event at the invitation of her then-boyfriend, Fred Blitstein, Freddie to his friends, recently divorced, also wealthy, who had made his money developing international ski resorts, residential marinas, and shopping centers. Tall and handsome, with thinning ginger hair and a long visage, he had an engaging personality and was a great storyteller. He, too, contributed regularly to the Democratic Party, and he was a special friend of the evening's host. Being a political player, Blitstein kept himself well up on national and international affairs, but he'd learned there was little point in sharing this interest with his current girlfriend, who didn't know Tom Harkin from Tom Sawyer, and had never heard of any of the other primary contenders. Indeed, she had no political views to speak of, never read the paper, rarely watched the news, and knew next to nothing about current events. Shopping, traveling, partying on boats, having a good time with fancy friends, that's what she liked. Nevertheless, Blitstein enjoyed squiring her around because she was funny and had a musical infectious laugh and she enchanted all his friends in the Miami area, who were largely lawyers and doctors and bankers and their wives. It didn't exactly hurt that she was beautiful and always exquisitely dressed. With her liquid, doe-like eyes and her narrowly drawn aristocratic face, she provided a glamorous presence at any party, and her smile. She possessed a wide and radiant Julia Roberts smile, 
which illuminated her immediate environment and caused men and women alike to gravitate to wherever she was standing in the room. Pilar was 40 years old, an American citizen, born and raised in Cali, Colombia, but now she made her home in Boca Raton, an hour's drive north of Miami. In the telling of this story, her last name must be kept secret. This is to protect her life and the lives of her children and family members from the harm that could befall them at the hands of both men and women who have had their own lives altered for the worse as a result of having made Pilar's acquaintance. And they are all people with long and bitter memories. Most of what Blitzstein knew about Pilar came from what she told him. Not that it was all lies, just heavily selective. Her parents did, in fact, come from the upper strata of Colombian society.